Chapter 5 of The Fall of Troy by Smyrnanius Quintus Translated by Arthur S. Way Born 13 February 1847 Died 25 December 1930 This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. So when all other contests had an end, Thetis the goddess laid down in the midst great-souled Achilles' arms, divinely wrought, and all around flashed out the cunning work wherewith the fire-god overchased the shield, fashioned for Aeacus' son the dauntless souls. Inwrought upon that labor of a god were first high heaven and cloudland, and beneath lay earth and sea. The winds, the clouds were there, the moon and sun, each in its several place. There, too, were all the stars that, fixed in heaven, are born in its eternal circlings round. Above and through all was the infinite air, Where to and fro flit birds of slender beak. Thou hadst said they lived, and floated on the breeze. Here Tethys' all-embracing arms were wrought, And ocean's fathomless flow, The outrushing flood of rivers crying to the echoing hills all round, To right, to left, rolled o'er the land. Round it rose league-long mountain ridges, Haunts of terrible lions and foul jackals, there fierce bears and panthers prowled. With these were seen wild boars that whetted deadly clashing tusks in grimly frothing jaws. There hunters sped after the hounds. Beaters with stone and dart to the life portrayed toiled in the woodland sport. And there were man-devouring wars, and all the horrors of fight. Slain men were falling down mid horse hooves, and the likeness of the plain blood-drenched was on that shield invincible. Panic was there, and dread, and ghastly Eno, with limbs all gore besplattered, hideously, and deadly strife, and the avenging spirits fierce-hearted. She, still goading warriors on to the onset, they, outbreathing breath of fire, around them hovered the relentless fates, beside them battle incarnate onward pressed, yelling, and from their limbs streamed blood and sweat. There were the ruthless gorgons, through their hair horrible serpents coiled with flickering tongues. A measureless marvel was that cunning work of things that made men shudder to behold, seeming as though they verily lived and moved. And while here all war's marvels were portrayed, yonder all the works of lovely peace. The myriad tribes of much-enduring men dwelt in fair cities, Justice watched o'er all. To diverse toils they set their hands. The fields were harvest-laden. Earth her increase bore. Most steeply rose on that god-labored work the rugged flanks of holy honors mount. And there upon a palm-tree throned she sat, exalted, and her hands reached up to heaven. All round her paths broken by many rocks thwarted the climber's feet. By those steep tracks daunted ye saw returning many folk, Few won by sweat of toil the sacred height. And there were reapers, moving down long swaths, Swinging the wetted sickles. Neath their hands the hot work sped to its close. Hard after these many sheaf-binders followed, And the work grew passing great. With yoke-bands on their necks oxen were there, Whereof some drew the wains heaped high with foliage sheaths, and further on were others ploughing, and the geld showed black behind them. 
Youths with ever-busy goads followed. A world of toil was there portrayed. And there a banquet was, with pipe and harp, Dances of maids, and flashing feet of boys, All in swift movement, like to living souls. Hard by the dance and its sweet winsomeness out of the sea Was rising lovely crowned Cyprus, foam blossoms still upon her hair, And round her hovered, smiling witchingly, desire and danced the graces lovely tressed and there were lordly nerys daughters shown leading their sister up from the wide sea to her espousals with the warrior king and round her all the immortals banqueted on pelion's ridge far-stretching all about lush dewy water-meads there were bestarred with flowers innumerable grassy groves and springs with clear transparent water bright there ships with sighing sheets swept o'er the sea, some beating up to windward, some that sped before a following wind, and round them heaved the melancholy surge. Seared shipmen rushed this way and that, a dreadful tempest gust, hauling the white sails in to scape the death. It all seemed real, some tugging at the oars, while the dark sea on either side the ship grew hoary neath the swiftly plashing blades. And there, triumphant, the earth-shaker rode amid sea monsters. Stormy-footed steeds drew him, and seemed alive, As o'er the deep they raced, off smitten by the golden whip. Around their path of flight the waves fell smooth, And all before them was unrippled calm. Dolphins on either hand about their king swarmed, In wild rapture of homage, bowing backs, And seemed like live things o'er the hazy sea swimming albeit of silver wrought. Marvels of untold craft were imaged there by cunning soul of Festus' deathless hands upon the shield. An ocean's fathomless flood clasped like a garland all the outer rim, and compassed all the strong shield's curious work. And there beside the massy helm lay. Zeus in his wrath was set upon the crest, thrown in on heaven's dome. The immortals all around, fierce battling with the titans, fought for Zeus. Already were their foes enwrapped with flame, for thick and fast as snowflakes poured from heaven the thunderbolts. The might of Zeus was roused, and burning giants seemed to breathe out flames. And there beside the fair strong corslet lay, unpierceable, which clasped Pleiades once. There were the greaves close lapping, light alone to Achilles, massy of mould and huge they were. And hard by flashed the sword, whose edge and point no male could turn, With golden belt, and sheath of silver, and with haft of ivory, Brightest among those wondrous arms it shone. Stretched on the earth thereby was that dread spear, Long as the tall tressed pines of Pelion, Still breathing out the reek of Hector's blood. Then mid the Argives Thetis, Sable stole in her deep sorrow for Achilles' spake. Now all the athlete prizes have been won which I set forth in sorrow for my child. Now let that mightiest of Argives come, who rescued from the foe my dead. To him these glorious immortal arms I give, which even the blessed deathless joyed to see. Then rose in rivalry, each claiming them, Laertes' seed and godlike Telamon's son. Aeas, the mightiest far of Danian men. 
he seemed the star that in the glittering sky outshines the host of heaven hesperus so splendid by pleiades arms he stood and let these judge he cried idomeneus nestor and kingly counsel agamemnon for these he weened would surelyest know the truth of deeds wrought in that glorious battle toil to these i also trust most utterly odysseus said for prudent of their wit be these and princeliest of all danian men but to idomeneus natreus son spake nestor apart and willingly they heard friends a great woe and unendurable this day the careless gods have laid on us in that into this lamentable strife aias the mighty hath been thrust by them against odysseus passing wise for he to whitsoe'er god gives the victor's glory oh yea he shall rejoice but he that loseth all for the grief in all the danians hearts for him and ours shall be the deepest grief of all for that man will not in the war stand by us as of old and a sorrowful day it shall be for us whitsoe'er of these shall break into fierce anger seeing they are of our heroes chiefest this in war and that in council hearken then to me seeing i am older far than ye not by a few years only with mine age is prudence joined for i have suffered and wrought much and in council ever the old man who knoweth much excelleth younger men therefore let us ordain to judge this cause twixt godlike aias and warfane odysseus our trojan captives they shall say who most our foes dread and who saved pleiades course from that most deadly fight lo in our midst be many spear-won trojans thralls of faith and these will pass true judgment on these twain to neither showing favour since they hate alike all authors of their misery he spake replied agamemnon lord of spears ancient there is none other in our midst wiser than thou of danians young or old in that thou sayest the unforgiving wrath will burn in him to whom the gods herein deny the victory for these which strive are both our chiefest therefore mine heart too is set on this that to the thralls of war this judgment we commit the loser then shall against troy devise his deadly work of vengeance and shall not be wroth with us he spake and these three being of one mind in hearing of all men refused to judge judgment so thankless they would none of it therefore they set the high-born sons of troy there in the midst spear thralls although they were to give just judgment in the warrior strife then in hot anger aias rose and spake odysseus frantic soul why hath a god deluded thee to make thee hold thyself my peer in might invincible darest thou say that thou when slain achilles lay in dust when round him swarmed the trojans didst bear back that furious throng when i amidst them hurled death and thou cowardest away thy dam bear thee a craven and a weakling wretch frail in comparison of me as is a cur beside a lion thunder-voiced no battle-biding heart is in thy breast but wiles and treachery be all thy care thou hast forgotten how thou didst shrink back from faring with achaea's gathered host to ilium's holy burg till atreus sons forced thee the cowering craven how loath soe'er to follow them would god thou hadst never come for by thy counsel we left in lemnos isle 
groaning in agony, Peoeus' son renowned. Not for him alone was ruin devised of thee, for godlike Palamedes too didst thou contrive destruction. Ha! He was alike in battle and council better than thou. And now thou darest rise up against me, neither remembering my kindness, nor having respect unto the mightier man who rescued thee erewhile, when thou didst quaff in fight before the onset of thy foes. When thou, forsaken of all Greeks beside, midst tumult of the fray, was fleeing too. Oh, that in that great fight Zeus' self had stayed my dauntless might with thunder from his heaven! Then with their two-edged swords the Trojan men had hewn thee limb from limb, and to their dogs had cast thy carrion. Then thou hadst not presumed to meet me, trusting in thy trickeries. Wretch! Wherefore, if thou vauntest thee in might beyond all others, hast thou set thy ships in the line's centre, screened from foes, nor dared, as I, on the far wing to draw them up? Because thou wast afraid! Not thou it was who savest from devouring fire the ships, but I, with heart unquailing, there stood fast, facing the fire, and Hector, I, even he, gave back before me, everywhere in fight thou thou didst fear him i with deadly fear oh had this our contention been but set amidst that very battle when the roar of conflict rose around achilles slain then had thine own eyes seen me bearing forth out from the battle's heart and fury of foes that goodly armour and its hero lord unto the tents but here thou canst but trust in cunning speech and covetest the place among the mighty thou thou hast not strength to wear achilles arms invincible nor sway his massy spear in thy weak hands but i they are verily moulded to my frame yea seemly it is i wear those glorious arms who shall not shame a god's gift passing fair but wherefore for Achilles' glorious arms With words this courteous wrangling stand we here? Come, let us try in strife with brazen spears Who of us train is best in murderous right. For silver-footed Thetis set in the midst this prize for prowess, Not for pestilent words. In folk mode may men have use for words. In pride of prowess I know me above thee far, And great Achilles' lineage is mine own. He spake with scornful glance and bitter speech. Odysseus the resourceful chode with him. Hey, ass, unbridled tongue, why these vain words to me? Thou hast called me pestilent, nittering, and weakling, yet I boast me better far than thou in wit and speech, which things increase the strength of men. Lo, how the craggy rock adamantine though it seem the hewers of stone amid the hills by wisdom undermine full lightly and by wisdom shipmen cross the thunderous plunging sea when mountain high it surgeth and by craft do hunters quell strong lions panthers boars yea all the brood of wild things furious-hearted bulls are tamed to bear the yoke bands by device of men yea all things are by wit accomplished Still it is the man who knoweth that excels the witless man, alike in toils and counsels. For my keen wit 
did aeonius valiant son choose me of all men with him to draw nigh to hector's watchmen yea and mighty deeds we twain accomplished i it was who brought to atreus sons pleiades far renowned their battle-helper whensoe'er the host needed some other champion not for the sake of thine hands will he come nor by the reed of other argives of achaeans i alone will draw him with soft suasive words to where strong men are warring mighty power the tongue hath over men when courtesy inspires it valor is a deedless thing and bulk and big assemblage of a man cometh to naught by wisdom unattended but unto me the immortals gave both strength and wisdom and unto the argive host made me a blessing nor as thou hast said hast thou in time past saved me when in flight from foes i never fled but steadfastly withstood the charge of all the trojan host furious the enemy came on like a flood but i by might of hands cut short the thread of many lives herein thou sayest not true me in the fray thou didst not shield nor save but for thine own life roughest lest thy spear should pierce thy back if thou shouldst turn and flee from war my ships i drew them up midline not dreading the battle fury of any foe but to bring healing unto atreus sons of war's calamities and thou didst set far from their help thy ships nay more i seemed with cruel stripes my body and entered so the trojans burg that i might learn of them all their devisings for this troublous war nor ever i dreaded hector's spear myself rose mid the foremost eager for the fight when prowess confident he defied us all yea in the fight round achilles i slew foes far more than thou twas i who saved the dead king with this armour not a whit i dread thy spear now but my grievous hurt with pain still vexeth me the wound i gat in fighting for these arms and their slain lord in me as in achilles is zeus blood he spake strong aias answered him again most cunning and most pestilent of men nor i nor any other argive saw thee toiling in that fray when trojans strove fiercely to hale away achilles slain my might it was that with the spear unstrung the knees of some in fight and others thrilled with panic as they pressed on ceaselessly then fled they in dire straits as geese or cranes flee from an eagle swooping as they feed along a grassy meadow so in dread the trojans shrinking back from my spear and lightning sword fled into ilium to scape destruction if thy might came there ever at all not anywhere nigh me with foes thou foughtest somewhere far aloof mid other ranks thou toiledest nowhere nigh achilles where one great battle raged he spake replied odysseus the shrewd heart aias i hold myself no worse than thou in wit or might how goodly an outward show thou be so e'er nay i am keener far in wit than thou in all the argive eyes in battle prowess do i equal thee haply surpass and this the trojans know who tremble when they see me from afar i thou too knowest and others know my strength 
by that hard struggle in the wrestling match when peleus son set glorious prizes forth beside the barrow of patroclus slain so spake laertes son the world-renowned then on that strife disastrous of the strong the sons of troy gave judgment victory and those immortal arms awarded they with one consent to odysseus mighty in war greatly his soul rejoiced but one deep groan brake from the greeks then aias noble might stood frozen stiff and suddenly fell on him dark wilderment all blood within his frame boiled and his gall swelled bursting forth in flood against his liver heaved his bowels his heart with anguished pangs was thrilled fierce stabbing throes shot through the filmy veil twixt bone and brain and darkness and confusion wrapped his mind with fixed eyes staring on the ground he stood still as a statue then his sorrowing friends closed round him led him to the shapely ships ay murmuring consolations but his feet trod for the last time with reluctant steps that path and hard behind him followed doom when to the ships beside the boundless sea the argives faint for supper and for sleep had passed into the great deep thetis plunged and all the nereids with her round them swam sea monsters many children of the brine against the wise prometheus bitter wroth the sea-maids were remembering how that zeus moved by his prophecies unto peleus gave thetis to wife a most unwilling bride then cried in wrath to thee simothoe oh that the pestilent prophet had endured all pangs he merited when deep burrowing the eagle tear his liver i renewed so to the dark-haired sea-maids cried the nymph then sank the sun the onrush of the night shadowed the fields the heavens were star-bestrewn and by the long proud ships the argives slept by ambrosial sleep o'ermastered and by wine the which from proud idomeneus realm of crete the shipmen bear o'er foaming leagues of sea but aias wroth against the argive men would none of meat or drink nor clasped round him the arms of sleep in fury he donned his mail he clutched his sword thinking unspeakable thoughts for now he thought to set the ships aflame and slaughter all the argives now to hew with sudden onslaught of his terrible sword guileful odysseus limb from limb such things he purposed nay had soon accomplished all had pallas not with madness smitten him for over odysseus strong to endure her heart yearned as she called to mind the sacrifices offered to her of him continually therefore she turned aside from argive men the might of aias as a terrible storm whose wings are laden with dread hurricane blast cometh with portents of heart-numbing fear to shipmen when the pleiades fleeing a dread from glorious orion plunge beneath the stream of tireless ocean where the air is turmoil and the sea is mad with storm so rushed he 
whithersoe'er his feet might bear this way and that he ran like some fierce beast which darteth down a rock-walled glen's ravines with foaming jaws and murderous intent against the hounds and huntsmen who have torn out of the cave her cubs and slain she runs this way and that and roars if mid the brakes haply she may see the dear ones lost whom if a man meet in that maddened mood straightway his darkest of all days hath dawned so ruthless raving rushed he blackly boiled his heart as cauldron on the fire-god's hearth maddens with ceaseless hissing or the flames from the blazing billets coiling round its sides at bidding of the toiler eager soul to singe the bristles of a huge fed boar so was his great heart boiling in his breast like a wild sea he raved like tempest blast like the winged might of tireless flame amidst the mountains maddened by a mighty wind when the wide blazing forest crumbles down in fervent heat so aeas his fierce heart with agony stabbed in maddened misery raved foam frothed about his lips a beast-like roar howled from his throat about his shoulders clashed his armour they which saw him trembled all cowed by the fearful shout of that one man from ocean then uprose dawn golden rain like a soft wind upfloated sleep to heaven and there met hera even then returned to olympus back from thetis unto whom but yestermorn she went and sleep swiftly flew to pasithea's couch from slumber woke all nations of the earth but aeas like orion the invincible prowled on still bearing murderous madness in his heart he rushed upon the sheep like lion fierce whose savage heart is stung with hunger pangs here there he smote them laid them dead in dust thick as the leaves which the strong north wind's might strews when the waning year to winter turns so on the sheep in fury aeas fell deeming he dealt to danian's evil doom then to his brother menelaus came and spake not in the hearing of the rest this day shall surely be a ruinous day for all since aeas thus is sense distraught it may be he will set the ships aflame and slay us all amidst our tents in wrath for those lost arms would god that thetis ne'er had set them for the prize of rivalry would god laertes son had not presumed in folly of soul to strive with a better man fools were we all for some malignant god beguiled us for the one great war defence left us since aeacus son in battle fell was aeas mighty strength and now the gods will to our loss destroy him bringing bane on thee and me that all we may fill up the cup of doom and pass to nothingness he spake replied agamemnon lord of spears now nay menelaus though thine heart he wrung be thou not wroth with the resourceful king of the cephalenian folk but with the gods who plot our ruin blame not him who oft hath been our blessing and our enemy's curse so heavy-hearted spake the danian king but by the streams of xanthos far away neath tamarisk shepherds cowered to hide from death 
as when from a swift eagle cower hares neath tangled copses when with sharp fierce scream this way and that with wings wide shadowing he wheeleth very nigh so they here there quell from the presence of that furious man at last above a slaughtered ram he stood and with deadly laugh he cried to it lie in the dust be meat for dogs and kites achilles glorious arms have saved not thee for which thy folly strove with a better man lie there thou cur no wife shall fall on thee and clasp and wail thee and her fatherless child nor shalt thou greet thy parents longing eyes the staff of their old age far from thy land thy carrion dogs and vultures shall devour so cried he thinking that amidst the slain odysseus lay blood bolted at his feet but in that moment from his mind and eyes athena tore away the nightmare fiend of madness habit breathing and it passed thence swiftly to the rock-walled river styx where dwell the winged Irenaeus, they which still visit with torments overweening men then aeas saw those sheep upon the earth gasping in death and sore amazed he stood for he divined that by the blessed ones his senses had been cheated all his limbs failed under him his soul was anguished thrilled he could not in his horror take one step forward or backward like some towering rock fast rooted mid the mountains there he stood but when the wild rout of his thoughts had rallied he groaned in misery and in anguish wailed ah me why do the gods abhor me so they have wrecked my mind have with fell madness filled making me slaughter all these innocent sheep would god that on odysseus pestilent heart mine hands had so avenged me miscreant he brought on me a fell curse oh may his soul suffer all the torments that the avenging fiends devise for villains on all other greeks may they bring murderous battle woeful griefs and chiefly on agamemnon atreus son not scatheless to home may he return so long desired but why should i consort i a brave man with the abominable perish the argive host perish my life now unendurable the brave no more hath his due guerdon but the baser sort are honoured most and loved as this odysseus hath worshipped mid the greeks but utterly have they forgotten me and all my deeds all that i wrought and suffered in their cause so spake the brave son of strong telamon then thrust the sword of hector through his throat forth rushed the blood in torrent in the dust outstretched he lay like typhon when the bolts of zeus had blasted him around him groaned the dark earth as he fell upon her breast then thronging came the danians when they saw low laid in the dust the hero but ere then 
none dared draw nigh him but in deadly fear they watched him from afar now hastened they and flung themselves upon the dead outstretched upon their faces on their heads they cast dust and their wailing went up to the sky as when men drive away the tender lambs out of the fleecy flock to feast thereon and round the desolate pen the mothers leap ceaselessly bleating so our aeas rang that day a very great and bitter cry wild echoes pealed from ida forest palled and from the plain the ships the boundless sea then terser clasping him was minded too to rush on bitter doom howbeit the rest held from the sword his hand anguished he fell upon the dead outpouring many a tear more comfortless than the orphan babe that wails beside the hearth with ashes strewn on head and shoulders wails bereavement's day that brings death to the mother who hath nursed the fatherless child so wailed he ever wailed his great death-stricken brother creeping slow around the corpse and uttering his lament o aeas mighty souled why was thine heart distraught that thou shouldst deal unto thyself murder and bell ah was it that the sons of troy might win a breathing space from woes might come and slay the greeks now thou art not for these shall all the olden courage fail when fast they fall in fight their shield from harm is broken now for me i have no will to see mine home again now thou art dead nay but i long here also now to die that so the earth may shroud me me and thee not for my parents so much do i care if haply yet they live if haply yet spared from the grave in salamis they dwell as for thee my glory and my crown so cried he groaning sore with answering moan queenly tecmessa wailed the princess bride of noble aeas captive of his spear yet tamed by him to wife and household queen o'er all his substance even all that wives won with a bride price rule for wedded lords clasped in his mighty arms she bare to him a son eurysaces in all things like unto his father as far as a babe might be yet cradled in his tent with bitter moan fell she on that dear corpse all her fair form close shrouded in her veil and dust defiled and from her anguished heart cried piteously alas for me for me now thou art dead not by the hands of foes in fight struck down but by thine own on me is come a grief ever abiding never i had looked to see thy woeful death day here by troy ah visions shattered by rude hands of fate oh that the earth had yawned wide for my grave ere i beheld thy bitter doom on me no sharper more heart-piercing pang hath come no not when first from fatherland afar and parents thou didst bear me wailing sore mid other captives when the day of bondage had come on me a princess theretofore not for that dear lost home so much i grieve 
nor for my parents dead as now for thee for all thine heart was kindness unto me the hapless and thou madest me thy wife one soul with thee yea and the promise it is to throne me queen of fair towered salamis when home we won from troy the gods denied accomplishment thereof and thou hast passed into the unseen land thou hast forgot me and thy child who never shall make glad his father's heart shall never mount thy throne but him shall strangers make a wretched thrall for when the father is no more the babe is ward of meaner men a weary life the orphan knows and suffering cometh in every side upon him like a flood to me too thraldom's day shall doubtless come now thou hast died who wast my god on earth then in all kindness agamemnon spake princess no man on earth shall make thee thrall while tersa liveth yet while yet i live thou shalt have worship of us evermore and honour as a goddess with thy son as though yet living were that godlike man aeas who was the achaeans chiefest strength ah that he had not laid this load of grief on all in dying by his own right hand for all the countless armies of his foe never availed to slay him in fair fight so spake he grieved to the inmost heart the folk woefully wafted all round o'er hellespont echoes of mourning rolled the sighing air darkened around a wide-spread sorrow fall yea grief laid hold on wise odysseus self for the great dead and with remorseful soul to anguish-stricken argives thus he spake o friends there is no greater curse to men than wrath which groweth till its bitter fruit is strife now wrath hath goaded aeas on to this dire issue of rage that filled his soul against me would to god that ne'er yon trojans in the strife for achilles arms had crowned me with that victory for which strong telamon's brave son in agony of soul thus perished by his own right hand yet blame not me i pray you for his wrath blame the dark dolorous fate that struck him down for had mine heart foreboded aught of this this desperation of soul distraught never for victory had i striven with him nor had i suffered any danian else though ne'er so eager to contend with him nay i had taken up those arms divine with mine own hands and gladly given them to him i though himself desired it not but for such mighty grief and wrath in him i had not looked not since for a woman's sake nor for a city nor possessions wide i then contended but for honour's meed which always is for right-hearted men the happy goal of all their rivalry but that great-hearted man was led astray by fate the hateful fiend for surely it is unworthy a man to be made passion's fool the wise man's part is steadfast soul to endure all ills and not to rage against his lot so spake laertes son the far-renowned but when they all were weary of grief and groan then to those sorrowing ones spake nilius son o friends 
the pitiless-hearted fates have laid stroke after stroke of sorrow upon us sorrow for aeas dead for mighty achilles for many an argive and for mine own son antilochus yet all unmeet it is day after day with passion of grief to wail men slain in battle nay we must forget laments and turn us to the better task of rending dues beseeming to the dead the dues of pyre of tomb of bones inured no lamentations will awake the dead no note thereof he taketh when the fates the ruthless ones have swallowed him in night so spake he words of cheer the godlike kings gathered with heavy hearts around the dead and many hands upheaved the giant corpse and swiftly bare him to the ships and there washed they away the blood that clotted lay dust-flecked on mighty limbs and armour then in linen swathed him round from ida's heights wood without measure did young men bring and piled it round the corpse billets and logs yet more in a wide circle heaped they round and sheep they laid thereon fair woven vest and goodly kind and speed triumphant steeds and gleaming gold an armour without stint from slain foes by that glorious hero stripped and lucent amber drops they lay thereon tears they say which the daughters of the sun the lord of omens shed for phaethon slain when by eridanus flood they mourn for him these for undying honour to his son the god made amber precious in men's eyes even this the argives on that broad-based pyre cast freely honouring the mighty dead and round him Groaning heavily, they laid silver most fair, and precious ivory, and jars of oil, and whatsoe'er beside they have who heap up goodly and glorious wealth. Then thrust they in the strength of the ravening flame, and from the sea there breathed a wind, sent forth by Thetis, to consume the giant frame of Aeas. All the night and all the morn burned neath the urgent stress of that great wind beside the ships that giant form as when in saladas by zeus levin was consumed beneath the renasia when from all the isles smoke of his burning rose or like as when hercules trapped by nessus deadly guile gave to devouring fire his living limbs what time he dared that awful deed when groaned all oeta as he burned alive and passed his soul into the air leaving the man far famous to be numbered with the gods when earth clothed o'er his toil tried mortal part so huge amid the flames all armour clad lay aeas all the joy of fight forgot while a great multitude watching thronged the sands glad were the trojans but the archaeans grieved but when that goodly frame by ravening fire was all consumed they quenched the pyre with wine they gathered up the bones and reverently laid in a golden casket hard beside roetium's headland heaped they up a mound measureless high then scattered they amidst the long ships heavy-hearted for the man whom they honoured even as achilles then black night bearing unto all men sleep upfloated so they brake bread and lay down 
waiting the child of the mist. Short was sleep, broken by fitful starting through the dark, haunted by dread, lest in the night the foe should fall on them. Now Telamon's son was dead. End of chapter 5